Hello and welcome to the Nag Pearson Trainer podcast. I hope you're all doing well and coped with the heat last week or maybe made the most of it. Um, for those who don't know, I am proper into paddleboarding now. I've even invested in a paddleboard. I've taken it out twice now. There's a great place if you live near Staffordshire or Shropshire. It's a place called Alderford Lake. And if you've got your own paddleboard, it's worth it. It's like £8 to go in all day on your board. I had the best time Saturday with my missus out on my paddleboard. I'm able to move around on my board well now. And so I do turns like 360s, do headstands easier. Um, as I'm traveling forwards, I can move on my board really well. And again, get my paddle in to turn quickly because it's very busy. So I thought I'd challenge myself and play dodgems with people <laughs> and ducks. I didn't charge as hard at the ducks as I did at people. <laughs> But anyway, I was thinking to myself when I was doing all this, which inspired me to create this podcast today, is how health and fitness really does open the fucking doors for your physique, your body to be able to do incredible things. And I don't just mean athlete level, like professionals. I mean general population as well. I've went to say cliff lakes a few weeks back which is near tamworth it's like a big inflatable obstacle course and again if it, i think if it weren't for my weight training and how active i am my diet my sleep the way i look after myself i don't think at the age of nearly 34 i'm gonna make the most of being 33 i keep saying i'm 34 i'm not yet but i know women and men who are my age even a little bit younger or not much older than me and they would struggle to do any of that that I'm doing. I mean, the day after I did that paddleboarding session, I went on a hike the next day, a six-mile hike with uh, with Meg, who I work with in Forever Strong. And I went for a couple of her clients and a mum. Had a great day out. And again, I didn't ache from that. Uh, the climbs felt all right. It burned my calves a bit, but it was it was fine. And when I come home, I wasn't shattered like I normally was sometimes from hikes. And that was in the heat as well. We did go early though, guys. We are sensible. And we hydrated well. And there was also a dip involved as we went to the three shire heads. So we went paddling around in nice, it felt ice cold water, but it felt fantastic. We did about four minutes in there up to neck height. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like, again, a bit of a what's the word analogy with thinking about dipping into this little pool next to a waterfall kind of is like the fountain of youth isn't it health and fitness if you aren't looking after yourself you're not strong you're a bit more breakable you know you get out of breath very easily just getting up the stairs how can you say yes to doing activities like that and you'll look at things like that and for some people they might go oh i don't fancy that i'll get hurt doing that i'll get injured it's like, yeah, you will if you, you know, if you're going in maybe without instruction or doing too much too soon, like like any activity physically. But doing weight training at least twice a week, walking regular daily, looking after your sleep, your nutrition, fueling your body enough to be active, whether you're doing fat loss or not, can really enhance your life because you can go off and do fun shit like that. You can go off and say, yes, I'm going to go on this inflatable course. Or, yes, I'm going to try a new sport like I've gotten into paddleboarding. 
might be I've got one client she wants to get into netball she's got again a medical condition and we've been strength training now for probably over two years maybe longer I lose track <laughs> because of the pandemic you lose a year and she said like, I'm, I'm ready going to netball I think watching also the Commonwealth Games was quite inspirational to her especially seeing women uh, on the TV a bit more performing at high levels and they got jobs on the side as well but now she feels more capable because despite her medical condition because her body's stronger and she's a lot fitter and less likely to get injured she feels like she wants to do something different a bit more challenging like open up it's opened up the doors to the possibilities of what she can do physically and mentally as well because I think mentally we hold ourselves back from trying things and when you get into weight training it encourages people to try new shit I had one client uh, I think it was was it during the pandemic yeah during the pandemic and we did online actually because I couldn't meet anyone in person at the time it was still all Zoom uh, or I was doing outside. So I got her into weight training. Just started with machines. And I think that's the other thing. People want to get into weight training, but they're like, oh, but I'm too weak. I have to start with the two kilograms or the fours or five kilograms on the machine. I'm like, so did I. I didn't start straight away benching. Say today I did 40K bench press for like 10 reps. I did not start there. I didn't even start with that barbell actually. I even found the barbell really hard because the barbells are 20k in most gyms, uh, Olympic lifting barbells. They can may start with 15 or even just using dumbbells. But we have a starting point and that's okay. That's what gyms are there for. It's a safe place for you to work out and to start from somewhere like that because they have lighter weights to start with. I mean, home gyms, again, you could do the same. You could get a set of like a couple of sets of lighter weights and then up to heavier. But that lighter weight to you could feel heavy to you. And that's okay. That's the right level for you. But you've got your starting point then. It might be you start on four kilograms doing a chest press, a lying down chest press on a bench or on the floor if you haven't got a bench. And before you know it, in 10 weeks time, you work your way up to eight kilograms and you'll look back and then you'll try those fours and go, they're way too easy. They're actually light now. That's the thrill you get from doing weight training. And that's the same once you get stronger with the weights. It makes you think, what else can I do? You start actually wanting to challenge yourself. And this is what happened to this lady I was coaching online. So she is now, she ended up going to free weight training. So she wants to learn how to deadlift, how to back squat, how to bench, uh, how to do a pull-up as well worked on push-ups so we had performance goals and along the way she was also doing fat loss goals which was getting results along the way as a byproduct uh, as we uh, obviously amended her calories to a calorie deficit of course got a cooking more at home opting for high protein foods and lots of veggies and fruit preparing meals and planning ahead because she also had a family uh, she got i think she's got two daughters um a partner she's got to feed herself a doggy, I think she had cats at the time. So a very busy life. And again, she was also, I think she was running a couple of businesses on top of all that as well. So, you know, again, this is a normal general population person, normal female who just wanted to lose body fat at the start and have a healthy relationship with food. And she said like, she's, she absolutely loves weight training now, you know, because it's additionalized her life. 
she's since then just tried new stuff actually uh she's brought a, a bike to go biking on road again uh she even biked to me the other week from stafford to stone which is a right trek so whereas when i first spoke to her for online personal training i think we both agreed there's no way she would have thought she'd ever do that but she, her body is strong enough and fit enough to do that because of the weight training her lifestyle's changed. She's more active than she used to be. But she loves what she does. She's not forcing herself to do it. I mean, yeah, we have some days we have to force ourselves to work out. But once we're there and we're doing it, we're okay. You know, I even have to force myself to kickboxing sometimes just because it's half seven at night. It's not the actual activity. It's the getting there. We all struggle with that. Uh, but she's now doing um, outdoor swimming as well. She wants to try paddleboarding too. And she's just game for trying anything new. And I love that. I love it's open doors for her. And that's what weight training can give you. You know, her body is stronger. It's fitter. She's happier as well. Even happier in her own skin, her own physique. I'm not saying we're 100% perfect that we love ourselves. There's always something we don't like. But we can feel happier in our own bodies. Probably more happy, not so much how it looks all the time. But happier what it can do. And how it serves you as well i mean your body's a vessel at the end of the day and it's kind of like you know running your car if you don't look after your car you know you don't clean it or get checked get service mot'd you rag the hell out of it you don't fill it up with enough petrol you it's you're gonna need to change your car quicker so think about that in your body in a way your body's gonna wear and tear quicker if you're not active if you don't use your body we're designed to move we're designed to love food as well because that's our primitive survival. And people feel guilty about loving food. It's like, that is built in us. But the issue is, our technologies advance super fast these past couple of centuries, I would say. But our primitive kind of, what's the word, our caveman or woman in us, in us is not quite caught up yet with that. So we still feel waves of hunger through the day, even though food in certain obviously parts of the world is at an abundance. And obviously that means the environment may have to change, but also our mindsets. This is why, you know, you think back primitively, you were always active, you know, the, uh, you know you'd know, you hunt, you'd gather, you carried your children everywhere. There's no push prams, you just carried them. So... You know, you think back then, you just ate to basically function that and to reproduce. Whereas now, we haven't got to hunt our food, depending on which country again you're in. And we um, we haven't always got to carry our children. There is things like push prams. I'm not saying it's any easier for parents. I'm not a parent, but I, I know it's not any easier. It can still be very physically taxing. You still have to pick your baby up or child up on numerous occasions compared to somebody who doesn't have a child. But my point being is, again, with all of that weight training, having that in your life can make things like carrying your child easier, getting up the stairs without getting out of breath, trying a sport and less likely to get injured. And when weight training is done right, it's it's awesome. I will have it in my life until I die or until I can't do it. And a lot of my clients are like that. Even if they leave me, or I say stop to PT, I believe all of them would do some form of weight training for the rest of their life because of how much value it's added to their life. For some clients, it's now the activity they absolutely love. 
They just don't like any sports or anything like that, but they love learning how to lift weights because it is a skill set. I think the thing with weight training, people see it as getting toned, building muscle. And I suppose, yeah, trying to lift heavier, getting stronger. But it's actually a skill set. When I first go through how to back squat for clients or even just squat, if they never squatted before, or how to bench or how to do a pull, even a push-up, and especially the deadlift, because these exercises look very simple and they are part of functional life. So a deadlift lifting and picking something off the floor, uh, you know, um, a squat uh, to sit down on the toilet and get back up or you're out in the in the wild and you need to do a wild wee if you're female and you've got to squat. It, you know, it's part of functional life. But when it comes to lifting weights, you've got to lift well because you're adding more load to the body than what the body's used to. And people don't realise how technical lifting is, like to do it well. But that's part of the enjoyment of it. It's learning. As humans, we do like to learn. We like to absorb information. I'm always game to keep learning how to lift better. And because new studies are coming out all the time for health and fitness these days, especially about lifting, and I'm in connection more with more personal trainers who specialise more in lifting, it's exciting to bounce off with them, how they work their techniques and I've learned from them and vice versa I hope they learn from me as well it's an interesting thing to get into and it crosses over so many paths and there's more than oh god 10 reasons or more than that why to do it again not just for being physically capable but building that confidence I'm sure I've read it somewhere I can't remember where but there is a study about um, about weight training, building confidence. And I, I can't remember how they measured it, but I think they had another group doing a different activity, maybe aerobic or hit or running, it was something like that. And then they compared it to the group who lifted weights. And I think they did it over a period of time. And I'm guessing they used maybe like a personality test or something like that, um, or what's the word? Kind of like one of those mental health tests, maybe just scoring how they feel maybe as well. So they were checking their mental well-being throughout. But the weight training basically trumped it all. Um, and I think if they did it on sport as well, I think sport would come out quite high too for those who end up participating in a sport that interests them and that they enjoy. Uh, and with being with a good team, if they're doing team stuff as well and gelling well. But I'd say definitely sport and weightlifting hugely builds confidence. Like self-confidence in life. I had a great chat with a lady yesterday um, doing a fitness focus session. And we we're both saying, like, you know, it's, you know, it's not just about physique when it comes to like training and working out. There's much more to that. What you do when you're weight training consistently and learning to get better at it and being strict of form, being present when doing a rep, you apply that across life. You know, you apply that across even just doing a simple walk, maybe taking in your surroundings, taking in the walk you're doing. If you're driving a car, you have higher concentration. If you're nervous going into a meeting or you have to do a talk in front of people or you've got a newbie, you've got a coach in your job maybe or, or in a sport if that's what you are. And that can be quite nerve-wracking. And I think, again, weight training and sports and being active can generally cross over into building that self-confidence and also self-discipline, which we're covering that in our Forever Strong membership next month in our online group coaching so with self-discipline, again, I think weight training and, again, sport, especially martial arts, I think 
but in fact, I even agree with powerlifting having a side of discipline as well. As you know, you want to do it well. You want to use energy sparingly as well because the amount of repetition you might have to do, whether it's punches, kicks, and defense, or in powerlifting, how much energy you need to do the next lift if you're going to go heavier because your opponent's just gone heavier. And it's a lot of mental strength as well. We can mentally hold ourselves back. I mean, if you've lifted weights, you'll relate with this. If you ever go to, let's say, do a new PB on a deadlift or a squat, like a back squat, I personally find that really fucking terrifying. <laughs> but I kind of like it as well. So in my head, I'm like, oh my God, you might get hurt here or it, it just might not happen. And you have that doubt in your head, but at the same time, I have this little voice going, just do it anyway. <laughs> um. Another experience I've had close to that, and again, my weight training crossed over quite well with doing this, again, with building not just physical strength for it, but again, a bit of mental resilience to do it, is when I did bouldering. So in, uh, I did it indoor. It's basically rock climbing without ropes, but you don't go as high. You can climb sideways, it got zag up. I think it's four metres high normally, and you have big crash pads at the bottom, uh, but you do have to land properly. You can still get hurt, just so you know. But again, a great sport to get into if you want something solo, because you can do bouldering solo, indoors especially, it's quite safe. Uh, but ideally, have a coach to go around with you for your first session. I did it with Olsen Walls and Norma Cott in Stoke-on-Trent, and the, the the guys and girls who work there are fantastic. I had a, a great induction session there, lots of tips and techniques. But I was doing this climb and I had to, um, normally with the rules of bouldering, it's ideal to have three points on the wall at all times for balance and stability. So that could be two feet and your hand and then one hand free to reach for a hold or two hands on the wall, one foot on the wall and the other foot reaching up to push up onto the next hold. And I had to do like a dodgy, kind of risky like reach for a hole, but it meant having two points on the wall and I had to be quick. I had to execute it well. I had to make sure my legs were going to power up in the right place because bouldering requires a lot of leg strength, actually more than upper body. You use your legs quite a bit in bouldering. Your arms act as more hooks, really. Uh, you don't really pull yourself because it's not very efficient. But I had to basically do where I had to step a leg up onto the next foothold, but then at the same time, have my hand reaching up to the next hold. And it meant I might have to do a little hop. It meant I might have to, I might fall off. And I'm not going to lie, I was a bit hungover actually. <laughs> I've been out the night before and I was a little bit hanging out my arse as well. And so my adrenaline's going anyway. I had a bit of beer for you. The reason I went because I promised to take um, a friend's lad with me who loved going, her young lad. So I don't want to let him down. I was sober enough to drive before you ask. I was just very, very rough. Like, you know, when you have lack of sleep, it's kind of like that. So anyway, I, I freaking went for it. Cause in my head, I was like, you're going to fall. You're going to like an idiot in front of your uh, mate's kid. <laughs> but I'll just go for it anyway. Just do it anyway. And he was being very encouraging. He was like, even he was spotting the problem where I've got, what I've got to do. And I just went for it. And actually I did it. You just have, to, when you're going to go for it, you've got the confidence to go for it. And that's the thing again with weightlifting. If you're going to lift like a new lift, like a deadlift, I think you've got to say to yourself, I can do it. And you just have to do it. It's a bit like how athletes, they, they can be really arrogant and cocky, but they kind of have to be. They have, It may come across that way, but it might not be how they want to come across. It's just a case of if they don't believe they're the best and are going to win, they probably won't. They have to have it in their head. You are the best. You're going to do this. You're going to smash it. They can't have failure in their head. 
um, because it's all led up to this moment. And you kind of have to adopt that a little bit, you know. But if you failed, then, oh, well, you know. And, and that's what I kind of think as well. And again, we're trying new things as well, like paddleboarding and doing crazy turns and headstands. I just think, well, what's the worst that can happen? So I weigh it up in my head. So with paddleboard, it's like, well, you're going to get wet. You might smack yourself on the board and get a bit of a bruise. There is that. But, and you might make smart laugh at you. But, oh, well, with the climbing when I was doing that, uh, when I had to do a dodgy bit of, of reach on a two-point hold, I was a bit like, well, worst thing happen. I know how to jump off the wall. I already planned in my head how I was going to do it, which was to push off the wall. You land on your feet, you kind of roll back, so you're uh, absorbing the impact as you drop. So I know how to do it. I've done it loads. I've even practised doing it on purpose, and the guys that had coached me how to do that. Um, same with, like, weightlifting. I'm not going to lie. I'm not to, I don't want to sugarcoat and put people off, but I have been injured weightlifting. But bear in mind... It was a 90k deadlift and I weighed 55 kilograms. I was lifting 100 when I weighed 58, 60 kilograms. So bear in mind I'm lighter now. So obviously weight ratio is a bit, plays a big role in this. Um, and it was just a case of, I was so worried about my grip, I think at the time, I wasn't quite focused on my torso. And yeah, and then I felt my back pop a little bit. I have recovered, I'm fine now. Um, you know, I rehabbed myself and I've whipped my way back up and I have done over 90k since then. I've actually done 105 kilograms, absolutely fine. Um, and even sumo deadlifted 100 kilograms, absolutely fine. It was just a technical error and it happens when you get quite heavier and, you know, you see athletes get injured and it puts people off sometimes trying things. It's like, well, you could get injured not training at all. So you sit around at home and you could actually hit your back just picking something up. You could lose your balance because going up and down the stairs and have a nasty fall down the stairs. Or as you get older, you're more prone to falls as well. So to get injured once in a while with sport, and it is like a freak accident sometimes. Most Weight trainings, it's really rare to injure yourself weight training. For me, it was very unlucky for me to injure myself like that. Um, you know, and since then, I've just learned from it. And it hasn't put me off. I'm still back weight training. I've even dislocated a kneecap during kickboxing. I'm back kickboxing. It has not put me off. Because I understand being active, you are at risk of getting injured. We are very vulnerable humans. But we're not going to lock ourselves on our homes like we did in lockdown, aren't we? To protect ourselves from being injured. Because it's not living. We don't know how long we have on this planet, you know, individually. So why would we do it hiding about? You know, I mean, unless, you know, you did get that badly injured, you know, because it was dangerous how you were doing it and, you know, you probably need a bit more coaching on whatever it was, whether it's a sport or a lift, then you've got to learn from that or think, is it appropriate for you? And yeah, you can weigh up that, absolutely. But there's more than one way to lift weights. There's more than one sport out there. There's always something and you just find something that suits you, that you love, that you enjoy and it adds value to your life. You'll notice I say that a lot, adds value to your life. And the thing with the fitness industry now, and we can't just blame diet companies for this sadly, because on social media, like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you'll see all these crazy fatty diets on there. You'll see these PTs saying, this is my cheat meal, and they're, and they're eating like pizzas with their abs out, males and females. And people think, 
you know, they'll look at that and think, I could achieve this physique and that's what they're selling. They're using their physiques to sell their products. Not And again, not all PTs out there go topless to do that. Sometimes it's a body confidence thing and I'm absolutely on board with that. For example, when I go to the gym, the local gym I'm at, because I personal train face-to-face as well, and I've said this to my, a lot of my friends know about this and Kate knows about this, why I don't do this. So I wear sports bras. And I could easily go in with my top off and just wear shorts or leggings. Because it'd just be like wearing a crop top. I don't wear a skimpy sports bra or anything like that. But the reason I don't, it's not that I'm not confident about my body. I just think people wouldn't approach me. Um, It sounds really vain. I like my physique, actually. I like um not just what it can do. I like how it looks, actually. And I've never been able to say that until my late, late 20s. And now my 30s, I love my body even more, uh, how it looks and what it can do. And I've never had that in my early teens. I, you know, as women, you're brought up to pretty much hate your body and you shouldn't look this way or that way. I know female role models that I really liked the physique of, which maybe maybe a good thing. Because I looked up more to like men being athletic. It's not that I feel like I'm a man or nothing or want to be a man. I'm, I'm happy being a female. But it's just, I admire strong looking bodies. And that's just me personally. And I know not all my clients are that way, and that's okay. Their strong body might look different in their head to what mine looks. But I've come from a martial art background, so I'm used to seeing those physiques. But those physiques weren't produced through deliberately looking that way. It was just a byproduct of their lifestyle and doing martial arts five, six days a week, which is what I was doing. So I don't tend to go topless in a gym because, you know, people might approach me, because a lot of people in there know I'm a personal trainer, and I just want to feel approachable, to be honest. And I think if I'm topless, people might think, I can't go to you because I've got to look like you to be, you know, to have you coach me. And it's like, no, you're. I don't have a application form for, isn't lean enough, you know, put a cross on it. No, I'm not going to PT you. And that's the same with all PTs. That, that should not be the case of any PT. You know, if you come to a PT to have help to lose body fat, if that's what you want to do, to have help how to lift weights from four kilograms onwards. There is no application of how much you have to lift and how you have to look. And that's exactly the same for PTs. PTs do not have to look ripped up um, or even be strong, like really strong, like compared to what some people may think, to qualify as a PT. That is not part of the personal trainer course. You know, the PT is about being knowledgeable, know how to do research and look for the right research and put that information across the clients whether it's social media in person or just someone just asked them um being able to coach well uh being a people person is another one that's i think that's the one that's probably a bit underrated on courses but personal trainers aren't being qualified who aren't on board with that soon quickly realize that if they're not very peopley it's not going to work that well uh, forum you do have to like people to an extent <laughs> i'm very interested by meeting new people so i love it personally anyway i've gone for a tangent there so <laughs> i'll come back so if you want to stop saying no to doing activities because it might be you say to it i really don't want to do that but for some people they actually say that but they do want to i'm not saying that's always the case but speaking of which with paddleboarding my missus won't mind me sharing this. So she's also got her own paddleboard. And it was just me and her sat there. And we absolutely loved it because she's not she's not big into hiking as I am or into sports. It was nice that we did something active together that we could both enjoy. 
at our own leisure uh, because I could pit about and do stupid tricks and she could film me and she would have a pad on her practice standing up. And basically, we didn't realise at the time, and she definitely didn't, um, she felt a little tweak in her knee just trying to stand up on the paddleboard. I'm not saying that you're going to get injured doing paddleboarding. I think it was just really unlucky how it happened. And she didn't realise that her knee was hurting until we got back home. So we are on about going the next day because we loved it so much. But she's like, I just can't. She couldn't walk, bless her. And it turns out she may have just really pulled the ligaments around her knee or muscles around her knee. She's okay now, just to clarify. But because of that, and I said to her, because she's actually really strong, when my missus trains in the gym and really gets into it, she will easily outlift me and Kate and Meg, no problem. You know, she's she's eight, she's mint at squatting, and her benching's really good as well. She's very strict for technique. She's always been like, she's quite regimented um, as a fitness instructor as well. So it's just how she'll always be. And she's the same on the fitness instructor course. Shane didn't want to do a PT, but again, if it's not something you fancy, then don't do it. But from a knowledge point of view, I think she would have benefited and enjoyed it because she's so good at actually, she's even good at coaching people actually, like talking people how to get into doing weights. Like she'll have new clients at the gym, especially females. And I'll have them actually say to me, oh, your missus took me around. And she made me feel so welcome, so at ease. She didn't make me feel silly for lifting lighter weights. She has really nice feedback. But I basically said to her, like, right, you have to rehab this. Um, you know, this is what we got to do, da da da, because I've been through it. <laughs> and I said, if it's any better, then yeah, we're gonna have to, we have to go to a physio and or an osteopath and go from there, see what they think's best. But basically, I said to her, look, I want you to be able to do these activities with me, and she wants to be able to do paddleboarding with me, and even come on some mini hikes with me without being in agony or in pain next day or having a tweak or an injury all the time. And I said, you're going to have to do your weight training. Just do once or twice a week, I said, because that would have a massive benefit for you. And I think it is the easiest said to done because I'm lucky I have a training buddy. So I've got someone to go with all the time. But even on my own, I've always found it not easy, but I'm, I'll just go. I'll still go and train. It's quite autopilot for me. It's just part of who I am in my life. And that's what it does get like eventually for anybody. But it's just getting there first. And getting there consistently and doing it all the time. And also tracking your progress so you can see if you're lifting heavier. Because that's a more reason to actually do it. Because you're like, oh, I did a six kilogram chest press the other day. So I've got to make sure I go next week because I want to try the eight kilograms. I definitely had four or five more reps than me. And then before you know it, you know, again, weeks, months down the line, you could be chest pressing 10, 12 kilograms for reps. And that's impressive. It feels good. Or, or benching or uh, squatting or deadlifting. You know, seeing that progress, especially if you're doing fat loss goals as well, it's nice to have that performance goal there because uh, you'll have days where you might weigh yourself or do you take measurements and go, for fuck's sake, I put a bloody inch on, I put two pounds on, but I'm still going to go to the gym because I need to hit this PB, I need this win. And sometimes that could spur you on to, to go and kind of take that anger out and that frustration out in the gym. And then, as you know, things fluctuate with weight and take measurements. A few weeks later, it's like, oh, it's come down. I'm okay now. I'll stop being a bitch. <laughs> so, you know, again, the weight training is adding quite a lot of value there. It's, it can keep you... It can basically help self-trigger other behaviours as well. So it can self-trigger you to eat better. When people work out regularly, automatically people make better choices with food. They opt for higher protein sources. They opt for fruit and veggies they don't eat as much 
hyper palatable, tasty, high calorie foods, they moderate it a little bit more. Some may cut it. I mean, personally, unless you're going to live without it forever, don't think it's the best option. But I think moderating it and reducing it's fine. And adding more volume to your meals so your meals are more filling through fiber fruits veggies protein and opting for snacking less or having smaller portion of it in the week and maybe you have the odd cake a few times a week you know to enjoy and sit down and you know enjoy the flavor and the taste of it so again like you know with weight training not only is it going to benefit opening more doors in your life like trying new sports new activities new skills uh, even just that self-confidence it also self-triggers better behaviours. It can really help with if you struggle with mental illness as well, like anxiety, depression um, and stress. Obviously used correctly again. Um, because the other thing with weight training, any exercise, it's stress on the body. So if you're trying to do fat loss as well and you're stressed and have a lot of stress in your life to deal with and you're not managing that at the moment, again, you know, get support for this if you're struggling on your own. Because ask yourself, what's stopping me from doing it myself? And if it's a case of you just need some support there and a bit of accountability and putting some skin in the games, maybe investing in a coach or investing in coming to online groups or investing in a gym membership, whatever it is, or a life coach, nutrition coach, whoever it is you need, I think investing is one of the ways forward just to have that support. Um, especially if you like say under a lot of stress at the moment to feel very overwhelmed because normally most coaches who are experienced especially will help you balance that out we won't tell you to work out five days a week if you're under that situation or don't have time to do that we'll try and give you what the minimum is to get your bang for your buck for your workout most people I would say if you've got a really busy lifestyle or you're quite new to this or you struggle with stress and mental illness because with mental illness, you might struggle to just start, never mind doing it. I'll just say, let's just do two sessions a week that are less than 30 minutes. And it might be I just give you three, maybe max five exercises where you do maybe one to start with and then work up to three sets of, say, eight to ten repetitions and do the full body workout. That's it. And I want you to just aim to repeat that every week, twice a week or within a seven day period the next four to six weeks and then we'll see where we're at then and see if we can adjust it or you want to do more in your sessions or you want to do a third day or a fourth day we'll go from there so you build up and layer it up slowly because in the meantime you'll put things in place to help manage that stress which again the weight training could really help with the stress and you mental if you struggle with mental illness it can help also again self-trigger better behaviors with that it might mean you're more likely to meditate after a session. Maybe that's something you need to do or do relaxation. Um, it might mean you start setting a better sleep routine to relax before winding down to sleep. So you come off your phone a bit more, off social media, which probably would ask, add a lot to your stress, anxiety or depression as well, make it worse. So you end up balancing that back out because you're like, well, if I'm struggling with my sleep, I'm not able to train very well. I'm going to feel more stressed in the morning. And because I haven't slept well and I'm stressed, I'm going to eat more and more foods that are more tasty because I want pleasure. So it has that knock-on effect again. And pretty much, really, I'm just telling you, there's no reason not to weight train. I think the only time I'm going to say there's no need to weight train is if like, it's too late to the point where you are, you basically, you know, you're paralysed from the neck down. Uh, or there's a really serious medical condition why you can't. 
you know, or, you know, I, and I get there's very, there's some rare extremes where you may not be able to weight train. And I mean, for the rest of your life, I don't mean temporarily. I understand temporarily, sometimes you might have to, whether it's because you're suffering with a condition while pregnant, which could be common, um, or, you know, you've got to have a, like I say, a temporary, maybe like you've got to have an operation, so you need time off from doing weight training for a bit just to let the body to heal and you focus more on nutrition and sleep. But again, it's something you can come back to, but it's very, very rare that you will never, that you will you'll be told you can't weight train ever again. There would have been extreme medical issue or circumstance why you can't. But other than that, really, there's a lot of cans why you should do it. So I hope this podcast today sounds a bit fluffy and cheesy, but has inspired you to actually want to start doing some weight training. And if you're not sure where to start with weight training, so you can always DM me just to ask for some advice. Information's free, as always. I know you can Google this shit. I'm not daft. You know, you don't pay for coaches and PTs for information. We know you can go look for that shit. You pay for us because you're struggling doing it alone. Something's stopping you from doing it yourself. That's what you have doing. And you're investing, so you're more likely to do it as well. But you can DM me at the Nag Personal Trainer on my Facebook. You send me your question, what it is you have about weight training, if that's what you want to ask me, or anything health and fitness related. If you want to work with me, again, you can DM me at the Nag Personal Trainer on Instagram or Facebook. Um, or you can email me, natalie at the Nag Personal Trainer co.uk with the subject line weight training or coaching whatever it is you'd like to ask me if you want to and rather be part of a fitness community again in our forever strong fitness community which is our online group coaching basically we do include weight training plans in there for home for minimal equipment um, and for general gym workouts as well so we offer quite a varied selection of training plans in there based on what you want to do if you do need a bit more personalization like amendment of those plans we of course will help you with that so we're opening the doors next friday that will be the and now i've forgotten what the date is because i'm rubbish with dates that'll be the 26th of august and we'll be open until midday the 2nd of September so we only open for a week each month to let you in because the idea is what people coming in at similar times because we set a focus point for the month for September coming our focus point is self-discipline September because I think that's what a lot well not just me but Meg and Kate we all think that's a big thing that people struggle with like we just like I just said there what's stopping you from doing it yourself so we're going to help you actually in self-discipline September, how to do that. We teach people how to do shit on their own. It's just we're there to keep you accountable. And eventually, which we have had one actually leave recently, but she said she was, she was, she's got everything she needs, she's doing it. She's, you know, she's got what she's needed from us and she's still continuing her fitness journey. And that's meant we've done our job. I'm really happy with that because we're not a diet company. We actually don't expect people to always return to us. We don't expect people to stay with us forever, even though it's called Forever Strong. It's called Forever Strong because we want you to forever be strong enough as in mindset, as in training, your physique, have a strong, good relationship with your food as well. And also a good, strong relationship with yourself as well. 
and you know put yourself first a little bit more whether you're a, a busy working mom um you know or you know you're a menopausal woman and you've given everything now you're like oh i've just kind of been left behind and i i, I my life shouldn't stop now i should be still living my life this is who forever strong is for you know it whether you want support with your fat loss goals fitness goals as well performance goals you want to build some strength uh just having better habits and lifestyle as well because the thing with health and fitness whether it's fat loss performance goals or just improving your lifestyle all comes under one umbrella everything we cover in there because we give you the tools what to do if you want to do fat loss in there we give you the tools what to do if you want to get into your weight training in, uh, in forever strong we also have a nutrition section to help you with that because it's applicable to everybody health and fitness but we know most people come into the group initially because of uh, mostly fat loss and they want a healthier better lifestyle because they realize that if they nail it now they'll keep doing that for the rest of their life and benefit as we age but also it, it does keep you young and i had a lady yesterday asked me what's your oldest in the group and top of my head i think 50s but we range from like the age of 24 up to like 50s. And that's the same with my clients one-to-ones. I, again, it ranged from early 20s up to my, one of my oldest is, um, is late 60s. It's so variant, the range. Mostly females. We don't, opt, we don't, you know, tell males they can't join. Absolutely, you know, we welcome everybody. But we are mostly a female group um, because female fitness gets neglected a lot of what's spoken about and what's okay, like say menopause health, uh, menstrual cycle as well. Uh, women who've had children you know it's I think because we're hard to study I think we need more help as individuals as well and that's why again we probably do tailor more to females but absolutely men could benefit in the group you know because again a lot of the stuff that we talk about is still applicable um for example this month we've been doing about uh, mindset and sleep routine because a lot of people don't have a great sleep routine and wonder why they're feeling like shit the next day. And already they've all, all of them are noticing the benefit from having a regular sleep routine, uh, having that wind down time. We even had a guest appearance on. We had um, Marie Shaw from Exhales, that's X hyphen and Hale, so H-A-I-L, um, who's trained in coaching, meditation and relaxation. And again, it's not as fluffy and cheesy as you think. Uh, she even took us through a session. And uh, it was actually pretty awesome. And it's not normally my thing, but I, I actually appreciate it quite a bit now and how it crosses over again to health and fitness. Because again, it teaches that self-discipline, just like weight training. It's just a different form. You're training your mind like a muscle. Again, I can go another, I can go down that rabbit hole for hours. So again, if you want help and someone to work with to help you because you're stuck or you're struggling to just start because you're waiting for the right moment, if you're thinking about it now, now's the right time. Don't don't faff about. Just just start. There's always going to be something that's stopping you. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be hundred percent on it to be able to do it. You could be sixty percent, and that's still enough. That could be just simply daily non-negotiables. That could be weekly goals. It could be simply doing one session a week of working out. It's a start. It could be that you just make sure you plan your meals three days ahead because it might be doing zero right now. It's a start. So again, you've got loads of options there. You can work with me one-to-one. I do online coaching one-to-one as well as um, one-to-one personal training in face, in person, if you're based in Stone, Staffordshire. Um, I do mobile personal training basically, so I come to your home or me and Kate share a garage gym, which is a proper kitted out sick gym. Uh, so we 
run that together. And then obviously we got our online fitness group coaching, which more and more people are starting to come in now and realising actually you can really utilise online coaching. Because again, if you haven't got many friends who are into fitness, it's it makes it harder, I think, to stay on it because you need someone to share that with. And that's why we designed Forever Strong as well. It's a nice, safe, friendly fitness community to share your fitness journey in there. And no one's going to judge you if they're putting questions in there. There's no, no one gives someone shit for thinking they've asked a stupid question we've never had that everyone's really friendly sharing advice of anything and support it's a really nice community we're hoping to build that over these next coming years into a bigger community and hopefully in future doing meetups as well we'd absolutely love to do that because nice to meet some of them in person because they're not all local to us and some of them live quite further away from us so again you can dm me at the nag personal trainer on facebook or instagram or you can email me, natalie at the uk. Thank you for listening.